Hello, you're listening to the Marketland Coffee Podcast and an episode of our Coffee Rollout series where we introduce new coffees to the Marketland team. I'm Einar and I'm here with Jason. This coffee is already on the shelf and on the menu, so I hope you all have tasted it and enjoying it as much as we are. The coffee we are talking about today is Banco Cacale from Gedeb, Ethiopia. Hello, Jason. How are you and how was your weekend? It was good, thanks. Yeah, we did a little bit of baking and making some nice fruit bread, Hank's favorite, and a bit of gardening as well. We're trying to get the tomatoes into the ground before summer kicks off. Before Cup Day? Well before Cup Day. We've got both. We're raising some seeds and uh, we just got given about a dozen seedlings from a friend of ours. So we've got a rush to get them in. Okay, sounds good. Uh, any type of tomatoes? Um Yes, heirloom <laughs> varieties, that's right. Yeah, we picked some, I think we picked some yellow cherry tomatoes for one of the beds and some larger Tasmanian chocolate sandwich tomatoes, they call them. Oh, nice. All right, enough about tomatoes. Um, <laughs> so this coffee is from Gedeb, and I think this is the first time we had a coffee from Gedeb in Ethiopia, or at least that says Gedeb on the label. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That sounds right, yeah. Uh, and Gedeb is a town in Sidamo, kind of in between Yegashev and Guji, or mm-hmm. you call Guji Shakisa. Mm-hmm. We often look at the map of Ethiopia when we're doing the podcast. So I kind of imagine the road running south. I call it the coffee highway. Mm-hmm. Uh, it goes kind of down from Yegashev, uh, then Kochere, and then Gedeb, mm-hmm. and then you turn left uh, into the Guji zone. Can you? pick up distinctive characteristics from each of these areas in Ethiopia when you taste coffee? Yeah, for sure, especially when you're cupping them side by side, uh, which you know doesn't, doesn't always happen. But if you're tasting you know, a few particular coffees from different regions, you can definitely taste the regional characteristics. Um, cupping them blind is a bit more difficult because they can be unusual processing types, as this one is. But broadly, I would say coffees are from around Chikiso or Guji um, tend to have a, a much stronger blueberry character, some really nice dark chocolate notes, and kind of a, a bit of a stronger cup profile than coffees from Kedeb or Yogeshev. Uh, contrasting that, Yogeshev, coffees from Yogeshev tend to be really floral, lemon, nice lemon acidity, some stone fruit, and very sort of refined or elegant. And coffees from Kedeb, I, to be honest, I couldn't pick them off a table blind if I had to. But I imagine they're somewhere in between, you know, they, they are geographically, they are almost right between the two. So, And also taste-wise. And taste-wise, <laughs> taste-wise too. Yeah. So terroir and <laughs> both. That's right. Um, yeah, you wanted to talk about Sidamo. What's, what's the news from there? Well, it's, it's sort of old news, but we, we haven't been that um, current with our labeling. So we've, this year we've changed the, the label to Sidama rather than Sidamo. And uh, this is to reflect uh, a change that was made in Ethiopia uh, officially, I think in 2019 or 2020, so relatively recently. Sidama had a, a referendum and they annexed themselves from the larger region, which is the SNNPR, so the larger sort of Oromo region. Sidama has basically formed a new region. And this Sidama region encapul- encapsulates like Yogeshev, Guji, this broader Sidama coffee coffee region. So from here on out, we're going Sidama rather yep. than Sidamo. So Banco Kakali is the name of the coffee and is also the name of the farm. Can you tell us a little bit more? 
Sure. So the producer's name is Bogali Turkey. And uh, recently when we asked him what if his farm had a name or if um, we should call his coffee something, um, he said to call it Banco Kakale, which is also the name of the local town or the the local area where the coffee is grown in. But that's that's what we're going to call it, Banco Kakale, rather than um, his name in particular, Bogali Turkey. So yeah, we don't know a lot about about Bogale, but we know his, his farm is about 13, 13 hectares. We know that it's grown at you know quite a high elevation, about 2,020 meters above sea level. Um, and we're hoping to learn more about him and hopefully continue to buy from his farm uh, into the future and um, get to know him better as well. And how does a coffee like this get, get to you? How does it come on your radar and into your shopping basket? Well, I guess that there's, I guess a couple of parts to that question, but the one I'll talk about first is that it's a single producer coffee for, and for Ethiopia, that's relatively unusual. You know, we have Mortkoff, we have Momora and they're single producer coffees, but they're quite, quite large estates, you know, um, this is quite a small estate and it is also a single producer coffee. It's something we're really excited about. And when we were looking at um, samples from um, Sukafina, our exporter, we said, we, we do really want to you know, try and find some small producers that we can work with or buy from um, year in, year out, you know, over a few years. And they they did a bit of work and um, came up with a number of producers that contribute to one particular washing station in Kadeb and basically separated out those lots and presented them to us for tasting. And we love two at Market Lane. We love one called Bogali Turkey, um, which is the Bangkok Kakali that we've We've got now, and we've we loved another one that's coming a bit later in the year as well, called Adisu Chale. And then the nuts and bolts of how it gets here. I mean, you know, we had the sample sent, we tasted it, loved it, gave the feedback, wrote a contract for it. The coffee got milled in Addis, and then put in a container with the rest of our coffees from other exporters like um, Testy Coffee. And yeah, uh, and it's a delicious coffee that hopefully everyone's drinking in the shops and at home. Do you want to share some of your tasting notes? It, it is really delicious. It's very distinctive. And we talk about it being unusual that coffees from Guji are natural process, but we're, you know, three from three this year. So this is also natural process. In the cup, I, I found a really fruity aroma like berries, plum and strawberry. And then the taste I found to be really rich, sort of a winey sweetness, really nice uh, fruit juice taste like strawberry. The mouthfeel was really soft and rich and it had a really long palate, so very lingering um, taste in in the mouth like black tea and caramel yeah very nice what about yourself yeah i think it's it's tasting very clean and sweet uh got a lot of red berries or so strawberry blackcurrant a bit of lemon curd uh, i thought that was a very jason inspired uh, tasting note uh, creamy mouthfeel and yeah wine like wine like yep lovely uh, you mentioned already that this coffee is a natural processed ethiopian can you refresh us a little bit? What, what does it? What does it mean? Yeah, it, it's sort of a misleading name because it implies that the other processes of you know getting the seed out of the fruit are not natural, um, but that's that's not the case. I suppose it's called natural because it's the least sort of interfering way of getting the um, the fruit dry and getting the seed out. But yeah, it's it's a reasonably simple process. The fruit's picked when it's perfectly ripe, and then taken and dried on uh, raised beds and these raised beds have to be constructed very carefully in a way that allows the proper amount of airflow circulation through and you're able to cover the coffee at night time 
Yeah. Would you ever consider putting dry process on the label instead of natural process? I would consider it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> at this point, we'll stick with natural process. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I have a question about the drying beds because they're kind of African drying beds. But I, when I look at pictures from other regions uh, like Central America or South America, I, I see them popping up there. Mm. How does that work? Well, it, it's interesting you mentioned that because uh, I don't know why they're called African drying beds. They could just be called drying beds and, and be done with it. But I suppose it's to say this is the way that coffee is dried in, in Africa. So we're going to emulate that and produce our own beds and um, do it in Guatemala or wherever they are. But I, I guess they're trying to address the problem of you know moisture at nighttime or intermittent rainfall if the weather and the seasons are changing a little bit. I suppose also it... it it does improve uh, the evenness in drying. In some cases, it's just not practical. So for our pop natural coffees from Fazenda Progresso, um, the volume that they're drying, they simply couldn't do on, on raised beds. They have to mechanize how they turn the coffee on patios and and even sometimes finish the coffee in a mechanical dryer. So it, it does work in some in some cases. Uh, Ricardo Zelaya from Santa Clara dries his coffee in a sort of adaptation of these African raised beds. He uses a greenhouse with, they're basically like trays and the trays have a steel or perforated bottom and he rotates the trays as the coffee dries. So the most dry coffee will be at the top and he'll sort of move it down as it goes. He prefers that method because he's also able to control the temperature and humidity inside the greenhouse and obviously protect it from weather as well. Uh, Banco Kakale is a natural processed land-raised varietal from Gedeb, Ethiopia. Tasting notes on the bag are vibrant sweetness with plum and lychee. This coffee retails for $20 for 250 gram and $6.80 per cup. And we will have this coffee on the shelf and on the menu until Christmas. Thank you everyone for listening. Let us know if you have any questions. Thank you everyone. See you soon. See you soon.